Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. It is time for Raven's Nest, friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've uh, you know been wanting to do this for a while. Um, kind of the, the revamped... Um, you know, a follow-up Friday, if you will. I think this is a, a going to be a much more fun way to do it, where we can have people on, people chatting with us, uh, interacting yeah. as we do it live, and, and you know, uh, kind of turn, kind of turn, a, you know, a Black Council little room where Sir Ezra and I are, are running it to to a, <laughs> to a to a you know to a, and open it up and like to a great feast hall and have everyone yeah. kind of have everyone kind of <laughs> hanging out and and chilling out. So. Super, super Absolutely. cool. So, yeah, so that's kind of how we wanted to do this. So, um, yeah, and uh, I believe, um, so we have, uh, you know, Sir David the Huntsman. Uh, mm-hmm. We have Sir uh, Lord James Hunter the Foulmouth, uh, Lord Jason the Highlander, Lord Adam the Parker, uh, Sam the Hammer, is, I think, mm-hmm. are, are going to be joining with us. We have some other people that are online. Uh, I'm probably going right. to jump, jump kind of jump in and out as well. Um, and the way Sir Ezra and I are going to do this is we're going to kind of go round robin, kind of um, pick some people for the for those of the Patreon members who are in here with us um, that can kind of chat and kind of influence the show as as we're going here as well in in like a text chat. And then what we'll be hearing from all these people um, uh, from time to time again as we go through a yeah. large list of ravens. We've been collecting a bunch, uh, a lot to talk about. And I believe they all have access, Sir Ezra, to the, the doc that we use so they yeah. can kind of um, – preview and, and see what we're going to be talking about as well so yeah and as we're in the dock i mean uh i'll highlight different things it's just where we're at and and stuff so pay attention in there and we, we should be should be good to go you're, you're gonna hear different voices coming you know on and off the podcast which i think is freaking awesome awesome so. yeah absolutely yeah we want to open it up to people and, and stuff like that so um yeah this is also just real quick this is the first time we're doing it so if there's technical hiccups that's that's okay we'll get it ironed out over over the you know the the next coming weeks and stuff as as we as we go along but so far um just in our little test run we've been doing here it's i think it's been working pretty well so um mm-hmm. yeah yeah so it's gonna i think i'm i'm excited it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun yeah absolutely man can't wait uh, so real quick, just uh, some small counter uh, going on here. We, we always start with that just to kind of see how things are going because I haven't heard from Sir Matt this weekend. And, yeah, this uh, this week's this week's <laughs> been this week's been kind of busy for me, man. I um, whoo. Let's see. I uh, oh, finally got a new job. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Let's see. What was I doing before? I guess I guess I was you know I was working at a motorcycle store. So I guess that was, I was kind of like a stable master. Now I'm going to be working <laughs> uh, at this kind of freight forwarding company. Um, so like a carriage master, you know, working or like, you yeah. know, or making sure, you know, shipments get delivered on boats, right? you know, going from, you know, the, you know, we gotta, gotta get the supplies to East watch. So you're like see a and great, you know, you're like a, yeah. You're like a dock master. You know, oh like dock yeah. Master. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> so, so, do, so, so doing that. So, um, nice. That's going nice. to be uh yeah. Super, super cool here. So, um, Teresa, how you doing? Dude, I've been doing all right, man. Um, Excited for this, like this new year, man, like 2019, I've just been jacked, super mm-hmm. pumped about stuff. So, uh, glad we got this going, um, been busy, but like, it's a good, yeah. you know, kind of busy, uh, diet has been going well and I've been working out, uh, good. at least three times a week since Christmas. So nice. like I'm feeling 10 hey, yeah. times better. Hey, than I'm, I was. I'm down, I'm down a couple of pounds this year. So I, I feel pretty good about that much, you know, much like Regar decided it's time to get out of the books and, uh, <laughs> You know, pick up the sword. I said it's time for me to put down the fork. 
Okay, right. and, and traded right. in for, traded in for a sword. So yeah, down a couple pounds, feeling feeling pretty good about that. That's so. awesome. Nice. So all right, all right. Well, um, I guess we should go ahead and talk a little bit about the news. I guess there was like, I don't know, like a I don't know, like a two second trailer or something like that last week that uh, everyone was talking about online. Uh, you know, did you did you catch it, Sir Ezra? Or, yeah, was it? I, I don't was know. It, it was, I don't know. Was that? It didn't even seem like that big of a deal to me, or. Dude, I don't know. I, I feel like that's crazy. Really solved every mystery that there's ever been. Right, you know, yeah. So in a Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. So if you remember, um, it was around the like August or something, we mm-hmm. had got there was like a promotional HBO trailer. And it was just showing a bunch of their shows, and it showed Game of Thrones, and it showed a bunch of footage that we had seen before. But there was a one, like literally one frame clip of Sansa hugging John that everyone online was like, This is new. This is from season eight. Um, but it didn't really right. tell us anything, anything that we didn't know. We know John is heading back to Winterfell. But it looks like we got some follow-up footage with that in at the Golden Globes. They showed another uh, kind of teaser trailer. Again, a promotional HBO trailer and shows coming out this year. And for the rest of the shows, I don't know if it's new footage because I don't watch shows like Veep or... Uh, yeah. Or what are, what's the other big one everyone watches? Uh, uh the yeah, Westworld. No I don't even know if it was on there, but just oh, as, as yeah. an example. Um, but then we got uh, some new footage. Um, and if you break it down, so there's you, there's like three. It's like, you know, it's like five seconds. And so you get a dragon flying with some Dothraki. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if that's new or not. I imagine it is. Um, and then we get kind of just the Game of Thrones logo. Oh, great. Somebody posted it. Somebody. Oh, yeah. Somebody, yeah. Yeah. Um, there it is. Exactly. <laughs> And so, um, yeah, Lord Adam Parker saying it, it, he's certain the, the John and Danny Sansa clip uh, is the first ten minutes of the show. Absolutely. And so then we, <clears throat> then if you notice, actually, the game when you know when you look, we got a, a segment of Winterfell in the kind of I'm assuming is the season eight opening clip, right? And how yeah. in the season in you know if you look at it, you can actually see that it's not just Winterfell. There's kind of like um, tents and stuff around it. So perhaps, you know, gearing up for battle. And then we sure. see, and then we get the big clip from it where John, uh, or we see Sansa and she's standing there with kind of a smug look on her face or not a happy look. And she says, Winterfell is yours, your grace, as she's looking at Daenerys and John. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, something, something so when I, I, I think there's two ways to take this. One okay. Is she saying Winterfell is yours? Your and you know Danny's kind of smiling. Is she saying Winterfell is yours, your grace to Danny, as in she's already assuming Daenerys is the queen, or is mm-hmm. she saying Winterfell is yours, your grace? And then maybe she, maybe what we don't see is she kind of turns and looks at John, as in oh, yeah. John Snow, King of the North, or John Snow, King of the entire freaking Seven Kingdoms. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. So. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so I the way I the way I interpreted it was absolutely. Yeah, it is. Winterfell is is Jon Snow's king in the north, or you know, protector of the realm. You know, yeah. king of the Roinar. You know, first of his name, whatever. So, right. right. So there's two kind of ways to interpret it, but um, either way, it got a huge buzz going on the internet. Um, you and I, you and I definitely noticed that. Right. Uh, so. Lot, I yeah. said, man, there seems to be a lot of new people this week uh, coming into the Facebook group and, and all of this stuff. Oh so my gosh! It was yeah. it was yeah, insane. Was I was like, wow, did we do something crazy or just? It's like lo- no, it was a one second, a ten second clip, and like all of a sudden, 
people were searching, you know, mm -hmm. Game of Thrones news like crazy. So mm -hmm. and there was and there was um somebody uh HBO or something tweeted. Did you see the tweet where they said um they talked about when we're going to be able to see the the uh announce date for season eight? I think it's coming soon. It's going to be at another during some other like big show or something. They're going to show a trailer um or something. Oh really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that should be coming too. So um. Yeah, thoughts, huh. thoughts, Sir Ezra, on on the Winterfell is yours, your grace. Well, I mean, I'm with you in that. Like, she says that to Danny, and then when she's done, she looks at John. As yeah, to, I to, think to imply. Yeah, true. Know, to, yeah, true. De true detective tonight. Yeah, thank you, <laughs> thank you, uh, Lord Jason, for for that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, true detective tonight. So it's gonna get announced. So get ready. So. Oh really? Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think that it's kind of Winterfell is yours, your grace. She looks at Sansa or she looks at uh, Danny and mm -hmm. they showed us that to get us everybody buzzed. But then the show is going to go in a slightly different direction because then you're because I think Sansa's character is not is not happy at all about Daenerys. No, and, and I wonder how the lords are going to take it as well. You know, uh, him coming back, having bent the knee, mm -hmm. you know, I. Yeah, and know. and 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 um, if you look in in the picture, you can see Brienne of Tarth behind Sansa, and then when they from the other angle, you can see um, Jorah Mormont standing back there, looking like he's yeah. you know, st still Captain Friendzone. So um, right, yeah, you know, like so, yeah, so that's awesome. So super interesting. So all right, um, even with this trailer, I kind of want to hear some other people's thoughts. So I hope everybody, I hope everybody is. Um, is here so i'm gonna i'm just gonna go ahead and start with uh lord adam yeah. parker um here so lord adam parker we're gonna i'm gonna turn you on to the audio here so i hope you're ready so boom so lord adam parker uh your thoughts on on the clip crazy clip i mean i've seen the clip five to ten times uh a day yeah and <laughs> yeah it, it's funny i i i did i did not think that sansa was you know, looking at John when she said, your grace, yeah. you, you know, I, I assumed it was just Danny and she's kind of falling in that role of little sister to John, you know, uh, Rob wanted John to be King. I, I think the whole show and the whole community wanted John to be King. So that's what we're kind of thinking. And that's what we're brought up to think. Mm -hmm. And so Sansa's is just falling in line with the normal way of thinking and saying, you know, okay, if John believes in you, we all believe in you. You know, everyone believes in John. Uh, the wildlings, the the north, everyone just followed whatever he said. And if he trusts Danny so much to bend the knee to her, mm -hmm. because he's very, you know, he spent too much time with the wildlings. He he doesn't know how to kneel anymore. Um, but if he can do that, then Sansa just follows in line and says, you know, I trust you to your grace. Um, you know, or your grace is just a, a formal thing that they say. You know, uh, it's, yeah. it's a term of you're equal right. to me. I'm right. I'm queen of Winterfell. You know, I'm the lady here and you're the lady of you know King's Landing where you belong. Mm -hmm. You know, the they end the series as the the whole pack survives. Yeah. So maybe that leans towards of the Winterfell the north becomes its own kingdom. Uh and this you know the seven kingdoms become the six kingdoms with with the North. So maybe she's like, okay, we're equals your grace. This is just polite. So I yeah. thought of it those two ways. And it's very interesting to hear you say, you know, that she's snarky. She's being like, Oh, your grace. Like, right. John, mm -hmm. no, because he's the, the king of all of us. And, right. you know, obviously 
John's look of he doesn't have any facial expressions. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the way he would look, you know, and, and uh, Daenerys raises her eyebrows in the very last second. So yeah. there's definitely, she took it a certain way, but you don't know how she's going to take it until we see it. So either, yeah. either this is the very first 30 seconds of the entire series kicking off. Right. Or maybe it's the last scene in the entire show. Wow. Jon Snow is the king of everything and everyone survived. Yeah. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Cool. Hey, yeah, you oh, know, you know, um, I think I'm with you is is the question is, is this the opening scene, which I think would be I think is what I where I'm leaning. But the, is Bran, as we know, knows the truth. So has Bran had a conversation with Sansa before this this, this clip or it, does that happen? I'm assuming it happens right. af- after this clip. Bran and Sam are the only two that know. Mm-hmm. Right. But. They were all in Winterfell. Exactly. And uh, John and Daenerys are on the boat ride back to Winterfell, right? Yeah. From Eastwatch yeah. to Winterfell. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah the mm-hmm. love, the love. They're on the love boat. Yeah. <laughs> they're, yep. They're on the love boat express, and so they're heading to Winterfell directly. So we know they're going to go there. Who in Winterfell knows? Is it? Is Bran no longer a Stark? Is he? You know, the 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 pack survives. That's obviously Arya and Sansa. Right. Are, one now uh, on the same team is brand no longer a stark anymore so he's not part of the pack so maybe he and sam are a little separate uh did not tell sansa but if we you know think that brand is still a stark and Arya and sansa are so close-knit then obviously they would know immediately because obviously they're they're super open with each other behind right. the scenes right for sure mm-hmm. as, as we've seen from the last episode yeah in season seven so it can go either two ways in, in this and i'm excited to see how it goes yeah yeah absolutely cool yep. awesome. cool all right i want to get uh one other person i think we'll do the uh for for this then we'll move on to something yep. else let's go with i'm just going to go in random here so uh sam the hammer i hope you are uh ready ready to go because i want to i want to get your thoughts on this so sam you're on if you're if you're ready maybe and you're sam Oh nope! I don't know. Can't can't hear Sam. Maybe he's. So Matt, you picked the wrong person. I I did. I, uh, he's maybe having some <laughs> some technical uh, audio issues. We'll come back his, to it. with his with his mic. Sometimes that happens. That's okay. Discord can be kind of weird. So all right, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Lord James Hunter, the foul mouth here. So here we, go. we go. All right, hey. you're, you're 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 on. Hello, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh... I definitely took it that way that she came up kind of snarky, like condescending the way she said it. Mm-hmm. You know, right. like, Matt, she's mad that she's there, annoyed. Yeah, definitely she was, to me, she was sporting some too, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So do, do awesome. you, do you think that this, this, this clip takes place before or after Bran has a conversation uh, with, with Sansa about Jon Snow's true parentage? <laughs> I feel like it's before. I feel like it's like the first – they just roll in and she comes out. And it's right. before – like right when they get to Winterfell and uh, uh, before she finds out about uh, John's real identity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, so you're also in the camp of um, probably in the first like 10 minutes of, of season eight. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Cool. Cool. Although the, the, the last scene is interesting too, though, having it being the last scene, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't see it happening that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. All right. All right. Um, all right. Sir Ezra. Uh, yep. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Let's go ahead and move on over to our first, uh, first Raven. First, first Raven here, and who who is this one from? Uh, this is from uh, Adam Parker. Lord Adam Parker. His... All right. Yeah. So uh, okay. All right. So um, Ned's thoughts about Rhaegar Targaryen here. So yeah. Um, you want me to go ahead and read it first, and then yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You, yeah, you can go ahead and read it, and then we'll and then we'll, okay, uh, we'll and then we'll have him here. jump on here. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Uh, so we've got, uh, yeah, and this was kind of a short, he, actually, I think one of the titles, like, Short Raven, just wanted to get right to the point here, Ned's thoughts about Rhaegar. Uh, in Ned's inner monologue, he doesn't often think about Rhaegar, but in the times when he does think about Rhaegar, it's never, ah, that son of a bitch kidnapped and raped my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ned always, uh, thinks of him in a sympathetic kind of light with thoughts of sadness. Uh, that doesn't connect with the way Ned should think about Rhaegar if Ned thought his sister was brutalized by this guy. Uh, why would Ned think this way if he didn't know uh, there was a love connection with Rhaegar and Lyanna? I think Ned and maybe Benjen knew about them the whole time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and then he's got some thoughts here, too, so we'll have he's, him. Yeah, know, so, all right, cool. Here. Yeah, so I'm going to have him uh, jump back in here. So, Lord Adam Parker, you're back on. Hi, everybody. Hey. Lord Parker here. So, thoughts on this is exactly as you guys said, and you know, as far as we know, there are two women in Rhaegar's life, mm-hmm. Elia Martell and Lyanna Stark. And like yep. Aegon, his role model, Rhaegar married twice for duty and for love. Mm-hmm. His first wife was Elia, chosen for him by his father. And his second wife was Lyanna, whom he fell in love with during the Hall tourney. Mm-hmm. And someone along the way spread the rumor that Rhaegar kidnapped and raped Lyanna. Right. <laughs> Some something which is something a lustful man would be capable of, right? But that's not the way that Ned Stark remembers him. Yeah, you know, he we see from the text of when Ned is in the brothel looking right. for, uh, looking for you know, Robert's children, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and he actually, you know, before that. Ned says about Robert's rage is uncomfortably he found himself recalling Rhaegar Targaryen 15 years dead. Yet Robert hates him as much as ever. This is chapter 13. Mm-hmm. And Ned brings up this fact that Robert has such this terrible temper and is upset with Ned for some reason. And he says, you know what? He's upset with me, but he's not as upset with me as he is of Rhaegar. Brings that up a few times. So in chapter 35, when Eddard visits the brothel, visiting Robert's bastard, the little girl, Mm -hmm. uh, the quote is, but Ned kept his vows. He thought of the promises he'd made Lyanna as she lay dying and the price he paid to keep them. Later in that page, Ned saw Jon Snow's face when he's looking at the face of the bastard uh, in front of him as he's holding the baby, actually. Mm-hmm. Ned saw Jon Snow's face in front of him, so like a younger virgin version of his own. If the gods frowned so on bastards, he thought Dolly, why did they fill men with such lust? This is kind of a, you know what, it might be Ned's child. Or thinking of if Jon was a, truly a bastard, you know, if Rhaegar had raped Lyanna, then would that make John a bastard? Yes, it would because it's an unlawful right. pregnancy. So, um, you know, if the gods frowned on bastards, why did they make fill men with such lust? And then he goes on to say, 
for the first time in years, this is a few pages later, first time in years, he found himself remembering Rhaegar Targaryen. He wondered if Rhaegar had frequented brothels. Somehow he thought not. So if love filled men with such lust that they fathered bastards, but Rhaegar never visited a brothel, well, he's piecing those two together. And he's saying, you know, Rhaegar's not like Right. Rhaegar doesn't have the lust. He's only actually loved those two women. He loved Lyanna so much. He fell in love with her during the Harrenhal tourney. And, you know, he often compared Robert to Rhaegar, uh, which he found more respect for Rhaegar than he did Robert. You know, as I mentioned <laughs> earlier, who Robert was his close friend. <laughs> yeah. Robert's so angry and he holds Rhaegar with such respect. And actually in the first book, the only people who, the only times Rhaegar comes up in chapters is either Ned's chapters or Danny's chapters, and then one time in a brand chapter. Yeah. When it's the history of Robert. So right. Ned is the only person thinking about Rhaegar in the entire first book. Yep. Except for, Dan, except for Danny being like, oh, my brother did this. He was actually the truly last dragon. Uh, you know, my brother this, my brother that. But Ned is the only person in all of Westeros who's thinking and remembering Rhaegar. Yeah. Why would he do that when his best friend Robert's there and he holds Rhaegar to so much respect? And you wouldn't hold that respect to somebody who's like, oh, you son of a bitch. Like, you kidnapped my sister and raped her so many times. Like, you as the brother of this girl, you know, family is bigger than and friends. You know, blood mm -hmm. is thicker than water, they say, right? Ned yeah. should be more angry with Rhaegar than Robert is angry with Rhaegar. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Robert's, no, angry with, no, yeah, Robert's no. angry with Rhaegar because he kidnapped his betrothal, mm -hmm. but he sleeps with so many women. He, just, he, he doesn't care about his betrothal, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and Ned does not have this contempt for Rhaegar, who kidnapped his own sister like if that happened to me <laughs> i right. would have smashed Rhaegar's <clears throat> plate in you know and, and, and oh yeah and been upset with him for 15 years right. you know and ned always talks about robert's hatred for Rhaegar, but never his own hatred for him um so you know like i said if Rhaegar, if Rhaegar did indeed kidnap and rape liana ned would be, be so furious with him but what if ned knew that liana loved Rhaegar back Mm -hmm. Lyanna brings up in a, in, in a few chapters previous that she was not happy about the betrothal because Robert can't stick to one bed. Right. <laughs> and so she does not want to be married to Robert. and She doesn't want to be into this relationship because she's scared that he doesn't love her back, which he probably wouldn't have, you, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and... And so she, she, what if she just loved Rhaegar and Ned knew that? And we know that, you know, Lyanna didn't want to marry Robert um, because of the bastard that she, she already knew about. And I think that Ned knew that Rhaegar and Lyanna loved each other equally. Um, I, I, I think Benjamin knew the same thing. You know, they were so close with them. They were, uh, that was the wolf pack that right. survived. Uh, right. because all three of the siblings were just uh, intimately close with each other. I think they knew everybody's secrets. And it, it's very clear reading this that Ned had respect for Rhaegar because he knew that he actually cared for 
his sister. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's that's cool. interesting. Can I ask a question real quick, sir, Matt? Yeah. Um, so, okay, uh, Lord Adam Parker, how, wh- so that rumor is out there, right, that he, uh, you know, kidnapped, raped, and murdered. Like, was that just a rumor, do you think? Like, do you think somebody started that or – you know, somebody was trying to – maybe they didn't know how to explain it to, to Robert Baratheon. Well, I think I, – I mean, I think you'd have to look at the perception yeah. of the realm and how they would perceive mm-hmm. it. Liam yeah. is missing. Right. Right. Yeah. Why? I mean, that's why uh, That's why Brandon went down to King's Landing, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. To, deter, mm-hmm. to demand right. uh, the release of his sister. And yeah. it's also um, – and also it's it's to the victor goes the spoils, right? Robert's the one who wins. So it's if you win, for, you write if, the – Robert, Robert gets to paint the picture of the, of the Targaryens as evil people. So it, mm-hmm. it is known. You, you do that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, like Joffrey, you know, people believe that Joffrey won the Battle of the Blackwater. So, you right. know, like, yeah, I mean, he had nothing to, you know, no, nothing to do with it. So, no, rumors spread and, and as they just knew Leanna was gone from the castle, you know, oh, she's patrolled to Robert. They knew that. How did actually, you know what? This is something I, I, I didn't think of. How did they know that Rhaegar took her? You know, she's gone. Uh, did someone see her? Did someone exactly? Yeah, that's that's good too. Yeah, maybe they maybe right. they just believe it because of the tourney at Harrenhal, right? Um, but you know, and you know, I'm I'm gonna pull from the show here. Um, yeah, is we when we see Bran and the events of the Tower at Joy when 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 and the, you know this could totally be showism, but when Ned rides up to the Tower of Joy in the show, he doesn't look like. I mean, he looks upset. He doesn't. He doesn't look like. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't. He. Does, it's not like. It's not like. Okay, I'm here to pick. You know, Liana up from a date. Where's my I mean? sister? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He. He seems. He seems. He seems kind of upset. And maybe that's just the way they do it in the show. So maybe, in the show, it's Ned finds out when he goes up to the Tower of Joy. This is all what happened, which could change his perception of it down the line. Um, Who knew and she it, was and in it, the Tower of Joy? Yeah, we. Yeah, we. And that. And that's. And we don't know that. Um, and what we don't if know. Ned we don't, knew she was there. Yeah, see, in in the in the books, I think that could be the case, as he knows beforehand. Um, mm-hmm. Whereas in the show, um, it seems like when he when he shows up, he doesn't know what's going on. And so, yeah, to your to your point, but um, and maybe that ties into the Arthur Dane theory, where Arthur Dane didn't want to kill Ned. He want, but he was going to have to kill everyone else around him so that Ned could keep the secret. Right, but also Ned knew that uh, Rhaegar was slain. Yeah, and yeah. So he ran to right. double check that was Lyanna killed. Also, yeah, yeah. You know, everyone Targaryen related in 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 the presence. I mean, I guess people knew what Lyanna looked like. Hopefully, right. But she's missing. Uh, her husband just got killed. Mm-hmm. Ned, who's a concerned brother, knows of their love runs up and says, where's my sister? Concerned that she's safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not of, did you take her? But it's more, is my sister safe? Mm-hmm. And Arthur Dane is, you know, obviously it's a misinterpretation or Bran only saw what he saw and yeah. he might not have caught all, all of the words. Yeah. Maybe Arthur Dane was, you know, she's up there. We hear that she screams, you know, Ned, she knows that he's coming. Mm-hmm. And he's just anxious. Like, think about if your sister was in a modern day hospital giving birth, you would, and you knew she was, you know, distressed. You would run in and you'd say, well, where's my sister? Which room is she in? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. You know, obviously it's 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 much different than that, but that's kind of even in modern day, we would still have a very similar reaction of just being this is my sister. I'm super close with her. Where is she? Is she safe? Yeah. Um, maybe he didn't know she was pregnant. Maybe he did know she was pregnant. Yeah. Um, who you know? Who knows which yeah. which one of those? And maybe maybe that part doesn't even matter at all. Yeah. Um, I, I love I love this. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, just a step further because. I like the idea that Benjamin and Ned know something about it. And, you know, Ned talks about secrets that he, he's had to keep um, because, you know, the big one is like his father and brother go down to King's Landing to demand her back. And if Benjamin and Ned or um, even just Eddard you know, knows this secret, it's like, why wouldn't he tell his father or his brother, you know, about this to sort of spare them from or was it all facade, you know, um, does that is that something that he does he know that they love each other and so he's gonna kind of lie for his sister or kind of he's in a he's in a tight spot right if he if he knows that she truly loves um Rhaegar and they they kind of slipped away I mean a whole war is breaking out over this um it really put him in a pickle you know what I mean yeah. but, but Ned and Robert were in the Vale they were not at Winterfell mm-hmm. so think about it. a father is blind we uh you know in the show uh they get to this really well where uh, uh tywin doesn't realize that cersei and jamie are lovers and that you know joffrey is their child he turned a blind eye to it he was like oh those are just false rumors this can't happen that's my family right mm-hmm. same thing with their father who's up at winterfell ned and benjen are at the vale with Where's Leanna? She's probably she's at the, probably at the veil too. They were super close. Mm-hmm. So maybe the father and the older brother were so far removed. Maybe Rhaegar yeah, they, maybe they didn't know. Yeah, maybe Rhaegar visited the veil, you know, a few times between the tourney and the quote unquote kidnapping, and that's how Ned and, and Benjamin knew. And they were like, oh, we see Rhaegar all the time here. Like they're flirting together. They're with each other. Basically, the father yeah. and the older brother who's training to be. In the next, the next ward or lord of Winterfell, they're up in the north together. Yeah, Lyanna's gone. Someone from the Vale uh, mentions and says, "You know, Lyanna is not at the Vale anymore. She rode off with Rhaegar." That gets interpreted to, "Oh, Rhaegar took Lyanna." The people in Winterfell who have no idea what's going on are like, "Oh my goodness, Rhaegar just took Lyanna. Let's march down." The King's Landing. Let's demand her back because we know Ray, Rhaegar kidnapped Lyanna because he took her. Yeah, that's that, that's that's a really good way uh, to look at it because yeah, they they're, they could be far removed. You know, the other piece too that would make it more complex for Eddard would be like, what does he tell? Like, let's say he knows, right? Turn of Harrenhal happens. You know, she's presented the crown. Uh, she's the queen of love and beauty. You know, and like uh, maybe it's a reoccurring thing uh, theme. Maybe Lyanna's like constantly promise me, Ned. You know, <laughs> he's got like so many. <laughs> promises he has to keep because at what point does he tell his friend you know the truth or, or would he ever tell his friend the truth you know maybe she put him in a really um big pickle kind of like you're saying to where he, he's not able to to express um you know because robert just you know goes off right. and starts a war so right but again part of that though I, I so part of the war right is because you know Eddard's father and brother are killed and then the mad king's like wanting their heads right i mean he's Right, Colin Robert starts a war because he had a bounty on his. Yeah, yeah. So there's 
that's you know that's the reason for that. Obviously, the king doesn't know any than anyone else knows. He knows the mm -hmm. lot of everyone in the whole situation. All he knows is that he just killed two people from the north, yeah. and like <laughs> he he was like he was like, oh no, somebody started a war. Right. It was yeah. him. And he like doesn't know that he started the war himself. He's right, like, oh right. no, who started this war? Like, people Dude, hate yeah. me. Well, I mean, seriously, I mean, the Mad King. He's mad. Like, when, he is, when they say he's mad, man. I mean, that was kind of like because like the North is such a big deal, and and I I don't know. It just seems like, and the North is so far away. Right. Yeah. So there's this huge telephone game, and it, yeah, it's the right. whole separate world. Oh, from yeah. King's Landing. You know, nobody has no idea what is going on with each other. Mm -hmm. Winterfell doesn't know what's happening in King's Landing. King's Landing doesn't know what's happening in Winterfell. All the North, all they know is that their two lords just died. Yeah. <laughs> they were probably like, oh, fuck you. And then yeah. the king was like, oh, you said war? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I, need to, I need to start a war. Bring me, who's next in line? Uh, Eddard? I've never heard yeah. of that. Who's Robert? <laughs> okay, right. uh, John Aaron. Yeah, those, those guys, guys are dead. Yeah, kill right. them. they're yeah. my wards. They're they're dead. They're from the north. They want me. They, I just right. killed their father and their older brother. Like that's how the right. war got started. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Another one more quick thing, and then we'll kind of uh, switch gears here. I like the idea that uh, I like thinking about this. You know, I like thinking that that Eddard or Benjen knew because a lot of people have those. Sir Matt, we've talked a long time about Rhaegar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Theories. Did he right. live on? You know. Was he harbored at Winterfell? You know, did he go beyond the wall? So is he Syria cool. Pharrell? Kinda, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It's just kind of cool to think that Eddard would know, and maybe there's this bigger plot that he's, you know, because he never outright um he doesn't think like in a he doesn't absolutely like hate him. I mean, I think at one point, I mean he like like it's he thinks on on him fondly, as Lord Adam Parker says. You know, it's it's most of the time. And there's a couple of times where he's he's kind of um well, it's either Robert speaking to him. It's in some of the Eddard chapters where, um, yeah, that's mostly Robert just hating him, right, and and wanting to kill him over and over and over every night in his dreams. But, yeah, Eddard doesn't say – he's not that um, – uh, you don't see that same type of language or the same type of temper from Eddard, and you think you would. So it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So – all right. Uh, yeah, let's, he talks oh, – one, one very last thing is yeah. that he – does talk about Leanna's promise and mm -hmm. how much it cost him. You know, yeah. and he said, I yeah. will never, you know, I, I will, I'll never, you know, go back on this promise and, and how much did that, you know, really hurt for me. Uh, mm -hmm. And then quick side note, he called, he called Howland Reed the little Kranich men. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe Howland Reed was Maybe he was actually him, the Knight of Flower, or the Knight of the the Laughing Tree, who is right. uh, who is a little person. We always thought right. it was a girl. Ned called him little. He said he's a small boy. <laughs> right, right. And anyway, that's uh, that's that's all I got on that. That's awesome, man. That is awesome. Good thoughts as always, man. Um, well, cool. What we'll do is we'll we'll uh, hop into. We might see if anybody else has more thoughts on this too, and then we'll move on to kind of the next Raven and and see what we see what we got here. So yeah, um, so uh, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and pick um. Uh, Sir David, the Huntsman here, and here, uh, quick, quick thoughts, quick thoughts on it. So, Sir David, you are up. Maybe not. Oh, Sir David, the Huntsman. Sir David, come on. 
Oh, is he letting us down? No, nope, Sir David uh, doesn't have audio ready. So let's go with uh, Lord uh, James. Uh, no, oh, let's go Jason. with Lord let's Jason. Go. Yeah, Lord Jason. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Lord yeah, Jason, yeah. you're you're on. I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So I agree that uh, Ned definitely thinks fondly of Rhaegar. Mm-hmm. Yep. He, but yet he can definitely hold a grudge. If you mention Lannister in his presence, he gets angry. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he t- when he's talking about sending Little Robin to Foster at Casterly Rock, he said he would rather trust him to a pit of vipers. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that Ned, if he, if uh, Rhaegar had taken Lyanna, if there was something terrible going on there, he wouldn't have the thoughts that he does. So I definitely agree with Lord Adam Parker on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right, though. I mean, the whole uh, Lannister bit, I mean, he's always super, uh, anytime they come up, he's it, it, it irritates him. And so it's like, why doesn't he have that same irritation towards Rhaegar? Uh, it's just a little, and maybe we just don't hear enough of his thoughts. But you know, that's intentional by Gurr, right? To to write it in in a way that he's fond of, air quote fond of of Rhaegar, and torn about this promise um, that he has to keep. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, let's go ahead and let's move on to our next big topic here, which is the leading candidate for Azora High. Now, <clears throat> Sir Ezra, you have an insane amount written here. Is this somebody's specific um, Raven yeah. or and then this inf- information is is just information yes. that you have dug up, so I don't I don't want right. to cut somebody's right. Raven so, off or No, just read what's in the um in the purple. In the purple color there. Yeah, cool. and that right. will be that'll be solid. Okay, cool. Um, right here, my leading candidate for who who sent this is this uh, Sir David the Blacksmith of House Fire yeah. Sword. Okay, um, my leading candidate for Azor High is Rhaegar, although a close second would be Danny. In large part, it's because Rhaegar stands uh, the best chance of fulfilling all of the aspects of the prophecy. In that prophecy, Azor High forged three swords, quenching one in water, the second in the body of a lion, but both broke. Uh, and so he quenched the final uh, sword in the body of his wife, Nisa Nisa, creating Lightbringer. Gur uses flowery language and often uses sword as a euphemism for male genitalia. So Azora High had three children, or at least three champions. There's lots of reason to think John is Lightbringer. Chief among them would be the wording of the Night's Watch oath, <clears throat> excuse me, and the fact that he is now a fire white, which Gur has stated. When I hear this theory, I was. Uh, it was taken literally. Rhaegar has three children. The trouble with that is the middle one is quenched in the body of a lion, and I'm convinced lion means Lannister. But it's difficult to believe uh, that Rhaegar fathered a child with a Lannister. The leading candidate is Tyrion, who many assume is the child of Ares and Joanna, but it's hard to replace Ares with Rhaegar in that theory. Excuse me. When I uh, finally realize it is... Uh, is that details get lost in store as stories get older. They get warped to make the story simpler and more compelling. Let's say the real story is that Rhaegar fathers two children who were uh, murdered at a very young age and aren't heard from again. Then uh, then the three champions from his bloodline, Danny, Tyrion, and Jon, go on to fight the others. As time goes on, his first two children disappear from the story. As more time goes on, all three become his children. And as the story becomes legend, uh, becomes myth. That uh, this helps explain why Danny, Tyrion, and John share so much in common, including their mothers dying in childbirth. Uh, what it also means that the, that the first two swords are going to break. Mm. Yeah, 
Yep. And so that was uh, Sir David the Blacksmith. Um, mm-hmm. So awesome. It, this is a conversation I love to – it comes up all the time. It's 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 good, uh, I think, to rehash it out. I think um, we did get some audio corrected, so I think we're going to try Sam the Hammer again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, Yep. And yeah. So, so we're gonna, his thoughts were on this. So I'm going to try Sam the Hammer here. Uh, Sam, I think you Hello, should be. Can you hear me now? Yep. Can hear you yeah. now. Yeah. 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 Ah, brilliant. And for anybody, uh, sometimes Discord's kind of wonky. So just if uh, you know, mute you and come back on, and it's all fine. We'll we'll keep coming back to people and make sure everybody gets heard. So. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, yeah. I, I I think I sent a, uh, a raving in about this uh, a few months ago as well, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I mm-hmm. can see this one definitely being a being a possibility. Um, yeah, and we 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 were looking. I was looking for someone who would be a, a Waters or a, um, someone like that who could maybe have conceived. I think I just said in the in the text conversation as well. Rhaegar was fourteen when Tyrion was conceived. Right, so it's not impossible. I mean, he's got a right. Yeah, he's got to yeah. be pretty confident in himself. But right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And- and I'm 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 big on the idea more so that Jon Snow is Lightbringer rather than Azor Ahai. Um, a, along with what that said, the the language of the um, the Night's Watch, and, and he he is the sword in in the darkness. Um, and so I, that's where I'm at. I'm I'm a little far more in in this idea that Jon is actually Lightbringer rather rather than Azor Ahai. And Teresa, you and I you and I have been talking about this and I I'm going to tr- see if I can go back and find one yeah. of our one of our texts where I I was kind of freaking out about this yeah. a, a while ago. I'm going to I'm going to sit, sit back here through some of our, our text messages. And yeah, see if that's I can fine. Cuz that's fine cuz I want to read something just real quick and I'll get Sam's thoughts here. Uh cuz cuz point blank here's here's what it boils down to, okay? In the Clash of Kings, uh Davos uh one um Melisandre is talking, and she says, "And that sword shall be Lightbringer, the red sword of heroes. And he who he who clasp it shall be Azor Ahai, come again, and the darkness shall flee before him." She lifted her voice so it carried out over the gathered host. Azor Ahai, beloved of Relor, the warrior of light, uh, the son of fire, come forth. Your sword awaits you. Come forth and take it into your hand. Stannis Baratheon. Rode forward like a soldier marching into battle. Okay, guys, conversation is over. All right. Okay. <laughs> Let's you know not that. get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> While I am an enormous Stannis fan, um, there's also there's also a lot of uh well, you know, Stannis could still be Azora High and Lightbringer could still be Jon Snow because Stannis wants Jon to be kind of his champion, right? Like he want he kind of wants Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Um, but Lightbringer, as we know, um, where is it where um Sam and Maester Aemon say it is not uh you know, that's 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 not that sword that it's magic, that's you know, um he looks at yeah, they talk they talk the about heat. the difference they right. talk about the difference, right, of wildfire composed to um say something like dragon fire or, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, they're talking about the heat of the sword. Yeah. So um I mean here my question to Sam is just why not Stannis? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, he's our he's our guy, right? I mean, he's got uh, he's right got the sword. Yeah, I said I, I I sent you a text. I said Nisa Nisa dies and Azor High creates Lightbringer. Rhaegar kills Lyanna through childbirth, his third child, his third attempt. Jon Snow, the Night's Watch, um, where he literally says he is this. Jon Snow is in the Night's Watch, where he literally says he is the sword in the darkness. Jon Snow is yeah. Azor High. He is Lightbringer. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting to think that, you know, that the person is the sword, you know, mm-hmm. um, so kind of cool. 
Yeah, and that would and that would that would open him that would open him up to um, you know, to to being all, all kinds of different things. So uh, let's 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 grab somebody else here to to get their sure. their, their kind of thoughts on it here. Um, let's let's try uh, Sir David the Huntsman again here. So Sir David, yeah. we're, we're gonna try you here again. Um, Sir David the Huntsman, we're gonna try you again here. So, oh, can you? Nope. Uh, I think he could hear us, but maybe his. His uh, microphone is uh, having some issues, so uh, Sir David is is off hunting. He's and, um, and that a hey, and 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 that and that's uh, and that's good. I'm glad people are, are cheating here. I'm gonna try this, uh, Maester Jamie. Let's see, uh, see if if you're ready here, some Maester Jamie. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, we haven't talked to to Jamie. Oh, maybe maybe not. So, um, all right. Uh, well, uh, well uh, I mean, we're back we're, to Lord we're, Hunter. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, I'm sure he's got some thoughts on this. Yeah, yeah. So let's go. Yeah, Lord Jane. Uh, yeah, right here. Boom. All right, you're on. Yeah, there I could go. definitely, I could definitely uh, relate to the to that. I mean, it, it totally seemed like that could be something that could uh, the Gur would write that it would, you know, that it wouldn't be like a literal sword that it's mm-hmm. you know really Rhaegar himself and you know that that I could totally see that that being a legit path to what what's up with that and but the definitely the uh i also like the theory of the uh john being light bringer as far as the wall like i think uh mm-hmm. lord Ann parker just typed in here like that that was that was cool i mean i've gone round and round and around with this and i i can never make up my mind enough to put it yeah. on paper and send it as a raven because it changes every time right <laughs> well, everything fits it seems like yeah, I mean, here's here's something fun to do uh, when you guys get more time. When you go to, um, like, the World of Ice and Fire uh, wiki, uh, they have the Azor High, you know, theories. They actually got, like, a, a whole uh, wiki page dedicated to to it. And they've got Stannis listed. They've got Daenerys Targaryen, uh, Jon Snow, uh, Vic- Victorian Greyjoy, which I think is kind of mm-hmm. uh, crazy, hey. but there's there's oh, some stuff there. Oh, Sir, Sir Ezra, can I, just, can, I just bring yeah. up, can I just bring up a point? Where is it yeah. that Rhaegar dies? Uh, well, he doesn't die, right? I mean, he's, no, no, no. <laughs> no but where, but where is it that he dies? <laughs> At the Trident, right? Oh, in a river. So in in some yeah, wa- yeah. In, in some water. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah, I, I, I just want yeah okay just, uh, <laughs> okay okay. Uh, I just want to, I, I, mean, I just want to bring that up. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. Too, the other thing, crap. and he and like, he believes that he is um Azor High, right? So maybe he, you know, so Lightbringer, yeah, so. Well, here, here's something too. The, I think the question when you talk about Azor High, you got to talk about uh, the prince that was promised too, because people right. kind of like Assume look at those as right. And they are could they be, the same thing? Are right. they not the last know, hero? Uh, all that stuff. Yeah, they could be. They could totally be different things. Yeah. Right. So, because that's a that's a big because that's what Rhaegar's thing is. He's he's searching for the prince that was promised, and when Aemon, Maester Aemon, is is headed to Old Town, he is he's reliving the conversations he had with Egg and. It was – he's thinking was – we thought Rhaegar was, you know, the prince that was promised. Um, and then they thought, well, it's going to it's gonna come from uh, Rhaegar, Rhaegar's line. Um, but uh, then it was the came down to – they might have inter- misinterpreted prince versus princess. Right. You know, so, so right. that's a whole nother – Right. So here, let me, let me just – I don't want to pull this up here. So, all right. So Rhaegar dies, right, in the trident. After that happens, his son Aegon, who he, who he believed – would be um, Azor High, right? Is murdered under Tywin Lannister's orders, right? So that could be that lion aspect there. Um, and then he kills uh, Lyanna, 
with um he he kills Liana with a uh you know by having by through childbirth and so there's yeah. there's Jon Snow so that could be that could be those those three um he doesn't kill a lion but a lion kills his son so I don't know you know I get we, it as we've talked about sometimes over time actually in the you know in the fire and blood chapter we're we're about we're gonna do after we do this um we yeah he does kill Liana with his sword uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh yeah and so um but but you know in the fire in the fire and blood chapter we're, we're gonna do um they talk about that that's another time where archmaester godain who is writing fire and blood is talking about septon barth and some of his writings uh in the chapter we're talking about this time how they get uh mis you know construed over time so you know the th the prophecy of azor high may not be um you know that he he kills a lion with a sword or whatever so Mm -hmm. Yeah, can I uh, real quickly just read a couple more things about this from oh, go ahead. Melisandre? Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. So, and you guys can just weigh in on some of this. But yeah, I'm, uh, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna try see if see if we can get uh, Sir David the Huntsman in on the on this one. So, okay, okay, cool. Um, so some of this here, like they they start to talk about the horn of Joramon and how you know uh, it's a it's a horn that supposedly could could bring the wall down, and Melisandre starts to look to her flames again uh, to see. To show her Stannis Baratheon, you know, because he is left, and uh, she wants to kind of, you know, show me Azora High again. Uh, surely Relor would vouchsafe her a glimpse of what awaited him. Show me Stannis, Lord. She prayed. Show me your king, your instrument. Uh, visions dance before her, gold and scarlet, flickering, forming, and melting and dissolving into one another. Shapes shifted, uh, terrifying and seductive. She saw the eyeless faces again, staring out uh, from sockets, weeping blood. Then the towers by the sea, crumbling as the dark tide came sweeping over them, rising from the depths. Shadows in the shape of skulls, skulls that turned to mist, bodies locked together in lust, writhing and rolling and clawing uh, through curtains of fire, great winged shadows wheeled against a, um, a hard blue sky. And I'm going to highlight this for everybody in the group just so they can kind of see where I'm reading from. I'm going to highlight it in read the paragraph there uh she goes on to say here uh skulls a thousand skulls and the bastard boy again john snow whenever she was asked what she saw within her flames melisandre would always answer much and more but seeing was never as simple as those words suggested it was an art and like all arts it demanded mastery discipline study uh pain that too relore spoke to his chosen ones through the blessed fire in a language of ash and cinder and twisting flame that only a god could truly grasp uh, Melisandre had practiced her art for years beyond count, and she had uh, paid the price. There was no one, uh, even in her order, who had her skill at seeing the secrets revealed uh, and half-concealed within the sacred flames. Now, here we go, last thing. Um, yet now she could not even seem to find her king. I pray for a glimpse of Azor High, and Rolor shows me only snow. And so, you know, she just keeps kind of seeing Jon Snow. So that's the whole, that's another one of those connections, uh, Back to Jon Snow actually being not only Lightbringer but Azora High, right. you know. So every time she looks for Azora High, you know she sees Snow or the Bastard Boy again, mm -hmm. uh, and that, which is why we know later why she she calls him up to her chambers and stuff. So there's just so much compelling evidence for various people that you gotta you kind of have to have your top candidates and then see what we get in Winds of Winter, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we may not find out in Winds of Winter either. I think I I don't know if sure. we're gonna I don't know if we're gonna know who Azor High is in Winds of Winter. I mean, we're in season we're about to be in season eight of the show, and we still don't necessarily 
you know, I mean, it's all the possibilities are are showing it's going to be Jon Snow, right? I mean, that's who it's leading mm-hmm. to. But it is still entirely possible that it could be Danny. I mean, even in last season is where we have uh, Miss Sandy talking about the differences in language between prince and princess, you know, as 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 late as, you know, last season. So if you consider Winds of Winter and this last season to be, you know, similar, it's still totally possible we won't find out until A Dream for Spring. You know, yeah. So yeah. It, it, we may we may not know, especially if you consider well, the way or rights and how long it right. takes. And um, well, and I was gonna yeah. say even his the ambiguous bit of it, like that, like a hero may rise and and win this war, but it may not fulfill every component of uh, the prophecy. You know, and it would be kind of the imperfect way of of you know. I mean, he warns us about prophecy over and over and over in the text, and so it's mm-hmm. like uh, one of those things that you know, can, can, can poison us. Cause we start to live by, uh, the words of prophets from long ago. And it's like, who fits that? It's just, you know, I don't know. I mean, right now, you know, like Melisandre has raised up, um, Stannis Baratheon and it's like, well, he, he could be, uh, she believes she's proclaiming him to be Azor high. And then you've got actually over in, um, near Volantis, they're proclaiming that Daenerys Targaryen, you know, is, yeah. Azora High come again. You know, so that's starting to happen with the red priestesses or red priest and priestesses uh over there, which is which is really cool. Mother of dragons and yeah. So Yeah, you know, I mean she has she has she has the three dragons. And then, you know, in the show, who is it that kills um oh well oh here's here's something interesting. Um Danny's yeah. first dragon is killed by ice, technically. So the idea of it's tempered mm. in water. Yeah. And then what if what if the second one were say killed? Uh, I mean, you know, it's 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 it, to create Lightbringer. It's supposed to stab um, through a lion's heart. So what if um, you know we we fight Cersei first, and you know Cersei has the the bolt, right? The the scorpion bolt, which we know has been used to kill dragons before, and we saw it um, where she said you know it's possible to kill it. So what if it's say like Cersei? killing one of her other dragons and then that does leave drogon as like lightbringer um which we had you know kind of discussed before right yeah absolutely yeah that's a good point yeah um let's if we can real quick bring um liam into this yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah liam if, if you'd here. like if you'd like to join i'm gonna i'm gonna unmute unmute you here if you think you're ready so i have you unmuted if, if you're if you're ready here to go and would like to would like to chat so can you hear us? Uh, uh, hello, Magalim here. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. Nice, splendid. Uh, so the whole thing with um the dragons actually mentioning with Zora High, there's I know there are all these like possible theories about that. I sent in a Raven at one point. Yeah. And there's a direct mention in the Azora High story. I remember that when Nisa Nisa was killed, she had like the cry of ecstasy and pain that caused a crack in the moon. Yeah. And there was the story. Was it? Jiggy, who told yeah yeah Jiggy yeah yep yeah about the moon being an egg containing all the dragons. There's like right. a possible link there between Lightbringer and bringing forth dragons. So that's another possible way to look at it, like there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I actually have your. I got it right here. Your Raven. So you said an interesting Hi. thought um, occurred to me when listening to your episode on Azor High. Uh, Azor High stabbed Nisa Nisa in order to create Lightbringer. It was said that her, uh, her cry of pain. Um, and ecstasy caused a crack to form in the moon. This immediately caught my attention as it reminded me of uh, Doria's story on the origins of dragons. Uh, in her story, the moon had a twin which hung in the sky, but it cracked open like an egg upon wandering too close to the sun. 
Uh, this ushered the dragons into the world. The similarity between both stories is causing the moon to crack um, as a great power, one that can defeat the others uh, that seem to stand out to you. And uh, I was wondering your thoughts on that. Is there something more to these stories? Yeah, so I think that's, that's pretty that, – that whole um, Essos folklore, you know, kind of mixing in with this Azora High prophecy because, you know, um, proximity-wise, you know, the, the Dothraki are closer – they're further east to that uh, – where that prophecy originates from too, mm. you know? So that's I, – I like that a lot um, actually. Any um, – Thoughts on just like top contenders, you know, for Azor Ahai, uh, in your book, maybe people who fit the fit the bill. Uh, I I'm gonna say I I know the like obvious one is probably John. He seems to be like the safe pick, but I would also put right. more towards Danny, like partly because we've got yeah. a big thing, like we've got a, the endorsement of Mace Eamon. and if there's yep. one thing I've seen of him, you do not discount what he says. Oh, he absolutely, yeah, has some pretty good um, insight on a lot of things. Although I I like the Jamie theory as well. Jamie as Azor Ahai would be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Jamie. To me, is is a is a great contender. Um, just because I to me I I feel like Jamie is gonna die, and so I feel like him having some sort of tragic death, especially when you look at like the Kingslayer stuff. And so if he were to then kind of save everything, it'd be kind of that and die in the process. You know, it's uh, to mm. look at like a different to look at kind of a different uh uh medium or, or, or thing like it's kind of Sna mm -hmm. professor snape kind of a, a thing right or it's oh, you reveal like he's he's been a you know jerk the entire time and then oh he's actually you know he's he's kind of a good guy in in the end and he kind of sacrifices himself and and does this stuff and so you kind of get that redemption and i feel like that would be a really good arc for jamie that would be bittersweet right because he's a character that he starts out and he's a total jerk and we hate him and then we kind of like him and then he ha kind of has this tragic death so i i mm -hmm. i'm I, I like jamie um i still like and i've talked about this before on the podcast i like the hound just mm -hmm. be, well, just because of the idea of yeah, like fire, yeah. just it's just the idea of fire where he's he's been petrified of fire his entire life, and so then to have this kind of like to be the champion of fire would make would make kind of sense to it, you know, like and it would be like he was actually literally chosen by the fire his entire kind of ironic, life. yeah, yeah. It, I think that would be kind of a cool way to do it. Like yeah, you can't um, properly. Oh. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, so like like you can't properly understand and use the power of the fire unless you respect it, and he like <laughs> fears it and respects it like more than a lot of other people would. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, to one of your points here though, you were talking about uh, Eamon, you know, and how he was uh, suggesting to Sam, you know, mm -hmm. that that Danny is the you know uh, prince or princess that was promised, and he actually uh, even talks about Melisandre a little bit and and says that um, I think that he says the sword is wrong. Uh, she has to know that. Light without heat, an empty glamour, the sword is wrong, uh, and the false light can only lead us into deeper darkness. And he's kind of he's, – he's, that's the whole point where he's um, uh, he's really pushing, pushing Sam to, like, tell the Citadel uh, mm. my thoughts here. You know, and, and he wants to go join Danny. And I, I feel like Maester Eamon is – he's, he's kind of cautious to speak on things like that, you know. And so maybe it's like he's at the end here, and so he's sharing all of his, his thoughts with Sam uh, and his hopes as well. But, like – yeah, when he speaks, you really, really got to listen because he kind of weighs his words. You know, he's he's uh, very thoughtful in what he says. So, yeah, uh, I really, I really like that. I really, I really like you know lo looking at um, his, the evolution of, of his thought. Uh, and I love when he brings up too just a connection back to um, in Night of the Seven Kingdoms 
he literally starts speaking to Egg, and it literally oh. the more it's so great. You know, it's like wow, like they had multiple conversations about this, and they had Summerhall. You know, like what happened at Summerhall, um, where they're trying to, you know, fulfill some of this prophecy, bring the dragons back. Um, yeah, so I don't know that whole that that's actually a topic I want to save for another day and, and talk more about that. But it's yeah, Maester Aemon does not. Uh, he doesn't believe it's it's Stannis. He, he truly believes it's it's Danny, and so she's a top top contender. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. all right, cool. Um, let's go ahead and move on here, Sir Ezra, to okay. our next uh topic here, which is Davos, Melisandre, and King's Blood. So I, I'll let you. This one's from Sam yeah. the Hammer. So Sam, uh, kind of get get ready on this one. Right. So we'll go to Sam here in just a second. He says, "Good day, sirs." Um, in a storm of swords, Davos attempts to kill Melisandre and is imprisoned. Uh, he's gravely unwell after the Battle of the Blackwater and thinks he is about to die. Uh, quote here, dimly he remembered gentle hands and a firm voice and young maester uh, uh, Pylos, uh, as I say it, uh, looking down on him. He was given uh, hot garlic broth to drink and milk of the poppy to take uh, away his aches and shivers. The poppy made him sleep, and while he slept, they leached him uh, to drain off the bad blood. Uh, so he surmised. By the leech marks on his arm when he awoke. Before very long, the coughing stopped, the blisters vanished, and his broth had chunks of white fish in it and carrots and onions as well. Uh, he later thinks that he is being kept alive for some reason, presumably uh, to be burnt as an offering to R'hllor. Melisandre then visits him and mentions that Stannis, um, that Stannis's light is too faded to risk making more shadow babies and suggest that Davos could come to her bedchamber instead. <laughs> uh, do you believe me? You doubt the truth of R'hllor even now, uh, yet you have served him all the same and will serve him again. So that's a quote from Melisandre talking to Davos. Uh, Surely there is enough in this chapter su to suggest that Mel is using his blood for something. I'd even go as far to say that it's suggesting that Davos has king's blood, but from my knowledge, this is not an idea that gets revisited later in the books so far. Uh, nor have I even read any theories on what Mel has been doing with his blood. Uh, also, doesn't it seem to imply that he recovered remarkably quick to, uh, for someone who is that close to death? Uh, another question here, and we'll go over all these. We'll come back to him. If Mel is helping to heal Davos, what do you think her reasons are? Uh, if she's using his blood for something else, then what? Could Davos have King's blood? Could Gurr be paralleling the Aegon-Baratheon relationship here? Um, or is this one of those threads that he started and forgot about? Wow, or that he forgot about. Sir Matt, I've said that mm -hmm. before, that threads, you know, uh, sometimes seem to take off. Sometimes Gurr, uh, yeah, like may, may in fact uh, forget things, right? Well, that's what he talks about. You know, we watched that interview where he was talking about uh, the Great Feast, like the beginning, right, where Robert shows up and he's and they're having the feast, and it's it's like it's John, it's where John is talking to Benjamin, um, and everyone is. You see Rob walk down with somebody, you see Sansa, and everybody everybody walks down with somebody, and um, you know, there's all these theories it's like well, why isn't Bran there, and, and then like mm -hmm. and then uh, Gurr was like, oh. Well, I guess I forgot about Bran. <laughs> like, you know, right. he's like, I showed all these different characters, or it's, it's, you know, it's possible John just wasn't paying attention when Bran walked in. So, right, right, yeah. So, uh, do we have Sam there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, 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 uh, Sam. We're gonna uh, throw you back on here uh, again. So, see if uh, you should be. Let's should, get some more thoughts. Should, here. should be live here uh, if it's uh, good to yeah. go. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm 
Yeah, I, 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 I think it's the last one, as you say. I think he's, uh, I think he's written something and sort of forgotten about it. It's, uh, mm-hmm. I've only just started um, listening to the books, really. Um, and yeah. I'm up to the fourth one now. Uh, yeah. And you, you certainly get a different sense of what's happening from the shows and, and things you read online. Right. Um, and right. that chapter just really stands out. There's a real vibe of, uh, of something going on. The time seems to pass very strangely from Davos's point of view. He's, um, he's, uh, uh, he's questioning a lot of things that, that are like, like um, he surmises that they're taking his blood to help heal him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and that, that suggestion that, that Mel has invited him to her bedchamber. I don't know why I always seem to pick on the ones that involve uh, sex, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it's just an odd, it's a very odd chapter. Um, uh, and, and it's not something that anyone seems to talk about. And from what I've seen, doesn't get revisited in the books yet. Yeah. I, I would say, Sam, you know, I, I like that you brought this up because I've often wondered, you know, what makes a, a king, you know, is it, right just somebody declaring themselves because right. we have the war of the five kings um and it right. seems to is, be does, more... does rob does rob stark yeah declare himself king suddenly have king's blood um, right does mance raider you know they talk about mance raider has king's blood and he's king he's king beyond the wall like so is it is it is it targaryen line or does robert you know does robert well she goes after gendry too um, and it could be that maybe there is actually king's blood and that is the targaryen line or possibly mm-hmm. it's Anyone who comes from a line that, you know, like Rob is a Stark, so the Starks were kings at one point. Is that is that a line um, yeah. in itself? Or as Sir Ezra, I think, was just about to say as I uh, yeah. cut, cut him off there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> if, like, does, you know, does, Ren, does Renly have king's blood because he's Robert's brother who Robert right. became king and then... Um, or does Renly have King's blood because he declared himself king, right? So, you know, d- like Balon Greyjoy, if he he declares himself sure. king of the Island Islands, does he suddenly have King's blood? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, Sam, I, I back back to your point. Yeah, it's it's like um, I don't know that. I, I think it just is blood magic, right? I mean, it has to be that you can do blood magic. Now, I do believe there is special types of blood, right? So. Obviously, there's something in Danny's blood and some power that causes her to be flame resistant, you know, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, or or heat resistant, whatever you want to call it. And I have to imagine uh, even the Starks, right? So they can warg into, you know, um, other the, into their wolves. You've got skin changers, so right. there's definitely an element to it. But it's like I don't know that we haven't seen anything from Davos. You know, I don't know that he has any special. Ability, abilities other than being a, a, a freaking awesome smuggler yeah you know yeah and it's just it's just the reference that she says uh, mm-hmm. she she directly um co- talks about stannis who's losing his light or um, right and, yeah and and direct, instantly goes to, to davos as an alternative uh, right which just sounds is a bit odd yeah well uh why so that's another point so his stannis's light is too faded um, what does that mean? You know, does that right. mean like that, uh, the, the leeching or the blood that she used from him did that to make this first shadow baby to attack, you know, Renly? I mean, it, 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 does that take something out of you or can you only do it a certain amount of times from certain people? Um, I never thought about that until you actually 
pointed that line out there. I, I kind of didn't recall uh, that she, you know, d- does it come back to Stannis to do this again? Because why not just assassinate more and more people, you know, using your, your shadow baby? Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Really neat. Let's. Um, well, yeah, I want to. I want to get. I want to get Lord Adam Parker in here because he's. Uh, okay. He said, he, yeah, he, 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 had, he had said he had a comment here. So yeah. All right, Lord Adam Parker, you are on. So. Hi everybody. I had a comment about Melisandre and the leeching of Gendry, and yeah, I think in the books it was uh, Eric Storm, right? If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. Okay. In the show, it's Gendry. Yeah. Yep. So. You know, based on her admission in Dance with the Dragon, she admits that a lot of her magic isn't that powerful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much as it's souped up with smoke and mirrors, uh, along with her inability to have effect on outcomes, such as the Battle of the Blackwater. Yeah. Right? Like, she was supposed to win that battle and did not. You know, it, it really didn't work. And I get the impression that Melisandre saw the three kings deaths in the fire because what we understand is that she's a more powerful interpreter of the flames Mm -hmm. and so she saw the three kings deaths in the fire and then used the leeches to create a fancy parlor trick that made it seem like her magic killed them she knew they were going to die anyway and decided to do the leeches throw the three leeches in the flame uh, because besides you know it it didn't win Stannis the throne, right? Yeah. If her magic was powerful, he would have been on the throne. Why just kill everybody if that doesn't make any sense at all? So if if Melisandre really wanted to win Stannis the throne that he wanted, the three names that she would have chosen would have been Joffrey, Tommen, and Marcella. Then yeah. the throne would automatically go to Stannis by rights. So we already know that Melisandre has no qualms in in killing children, and perhaps Stannis doesn't have any issue with it either, but based on his willingness to also sacrifice Gendry or Eric Storm, you know, might might, uh, be a Baratheon thing there, uh, looking at Robert's relief of the deaths of the Targaryen heirs. Um, But, uh, you know, it says that Melisandre didn't actually power to kill others by sacrificing his king's king's blood or else Mm -hmm. she would have chosen a more strategic choice Mm. uh you know or she would have sent more leeches to the fire only three leeches you know or maybe she would have done it more often uh you can certainly be leeched more than once ever uh they used to do it all the time until you get you know george washington levels right Uh, yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) he got leeched a little too much but that was common (laughs) practice you can leech somebody it's like you can donate blood every two days it's like you can afford to be leached more than once so if that is her strategy she would just do this all day every day that's her play so i think it's just a smoke and mirrors her leeching people king's blood i think it's just her front uh you know she saw these people gonna die anyway and she's like hey believe in i'm important here she's just playing the game of thrones on her terms uh yeah. you know so that's my that's my whole thought anyway I like about that. Hey, yeah yeah yeah, for sure. Cool. Let me. Uh, I want to. Let me pull somebody else. I want to pull somebody else up here. If uh, sure. Some. If somebody else. If somebody else is ready to go, just kind of uh, type in here in the thing. But yeah, Sir Ezra. I mean, uh, you. The whole the whole leeches thing. Um, you know, is something yeah. that like you know it said we see it and then we don't kind of we don't kind of, um, you know, see it again with this king's blood. But I I think you know she wants to do it with Mance Raider, right? Like she she wants um, sure. 
or no, the baby, right? That John's like, we need to get this baby out of here, right? Well, I think Lord Adam Parker's right though, because because like like here's the thing. Um, I don't know that she. So so her rep her reputation precedes her, you know, and so she's known for leeching and and using king's blood and doing blood sacrifices, you know. So everybody's kind of edgy. I feel like. Uh, and that so John John maybe jumps the gun and says Maester Eamon, you know, and um, uh, Mance Raider's baby, you know, they're out of here because mm-hmm. of the king's the king's blood scenario. So because I think she does mention that they have king's blood or something, or maybe it was just I don't know, maybe that just came to his mind. I can't really remember, but I, I think it's sort of like a reason as to why, you know, it, it kind of builds her up. Like I can do all these different things when really she's just a good interpreter of the flames, saw things that might happen you know, and then creates a narrative where it makes it look like she influenced, you know, she was the influencer. She's the reason why they died. Um, mm-hmm. when, when in fact they may have just been dying and R'hllor gave her that vision. Yeah. So I think that's actually a really, really cool, cool way to kind of look at that. Um, and before you bring somebody else in here real quick, yeah, I, I, think, read I, yeah, I think I'm, I'm going to I think I'm gonna bring in, uh, uh, Liam cause he's, he's, he's made a really good point here and I want to, I want to bring him in here. So yeah. Okay. Go, go, uh, I'm going to, Go ahead, sir. Answer with your point. Then I'll okay. bring him in. Yeah. So, so I'll read this, and Liam, you can kind of see what you think. Um, in a Clash of Kings, Danny three, just talking about like dragon power, because I was talking about the blood of the dragon a little bit, and how like I'm sure that some blood has some power. Um, this is when one of our favorite characters, right, uh, Quaith, shows up. <laughs> right. And she she says, uh, the, our, "We get uh, this description here. The mage was gesturing." urging the flames higher and higher with broad sweeps of, sweeps of his arms. As the watchers craned their necks upward, uh, the cut purses squirmed through the, through the press, small blades hidden in their palms. Uh, they relieved the, um, the crowd of their coin with one hand while pointing upward with the other. When the fiery ladder stood 40 feet high, the mage leapt forward and began to climb, scrambling up hand over hand uh, as quickly as a monkey. Each rung he touched dissolved behind him, leaving no more than a wisp of silvery smoke. When he reached the top, the ladder was gone, and so was he. Um, and uh, I think it's Joquo, I can't pronounce the names right, um, says a fine trick, and then someone behind her says, uh, no trick, a woman said in the common tongue. Danny had not noticed Quaith in the crowd, yet she stood there, eyes wet and shiny behind the implacable red lacquered mask. What do you mean, my lady? And this is what Quaith says to her. Half a year gone, so half a year ago, that man could scarcely wake fire from dragon glass. He had some small skill with powders and wildfire, sufficient to entrance a crowd while his cup purses did their work. He could walk across hot coals and make burning roses bloom in the air, but he could no more aspire to climb that fiery ladder than become a common fisherman, or I'm sorry, than a common fisherman could hope to catch a kraken in his nets. So she's kind of like alluding to uh, and she goes on actually to say that it's because of Danny. It's because mm-hmm. of Danny's these presence that the dragon has awoke. Uh, dragons are waking. She's the mother of dragons. There's that power in her blood. Uh, so I thought that was kind of cool because, and then again, that's Quaith. So right. who the heck knows? You know yeah. whether we so, can trust her for anything. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna bring I'm gonna bring Liam in here. So uh, Liam, you had a really good point here, and I'm gonna and you, you're live now, so you you can chime in on this if you're ready to go. Oh. Uh, just the one about the black water, or yeah, 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 or or whatever, yeah. or respond to whatever, yeah. Oh yeah, so like uh, during the whole thing as well, like just talking about Melisandre manipulating events, like or at least how people think she manipulates them. 
I remember when she like comments on the whole thing with Blackwater saying, I could have stopped this. I'm just like, no, you couldn't. Your magic's <laughs> not that strong. <laughs> it's yeah. It's not. But she claims she could have. And yeah. as far as people know, they've seen her do all these amazing things. They don't know she couldn't have. Like maybe she could have, like if she'd given a correct warning at some point. But even then, she might have missed it because interpreting things in the fire is hard. So yeah. again, it's just her making it seem like she can do more than she can by making these claims, which you can't disprove. You can't disprove that she could have done that. And she claims she could have. Right, and right. in regards to the whole thing as well with um, Davos, uh, like her suggesting taking Davos to bed, I think it could just be her messing with him because Melisandre does do that at times. I think she likes <laughs> to get a bit of a reaction out of people at times like that. She's, she, especially I think Davos, I think she actually quite enjoys Davos's company as much as she disagrees with him. I think she does actually like having someone who isn't terrified of her or just always bowing to her whims. I think she likes having someone to actually have a bit back and forth with at times. So that could be her yeah. attempt at that. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. That's hilarious actually. Cause you know, he's such a, a big critic, you know, and then she's telling him, well, you've already served Relore. And, and also, uh, you know, really good point. Yeah. If she's not there, I mean, she's just saying, well, if you would have brought me with you, you know, this wouldn't have happened, but you kept me behind. And so, you know, therefore, you know, it makes her seem like she can do more than really, uh, right. She well, she can, so and remember, she, uh, you know, in we haven't really gotten to where in in the show. Remember, she she fails, right? Like she she kills Shireen, and she, um, you know, it doesn't really work. I mean, they they have to, um, you know, then then Stannis kind of dies, and she gets all depressed, and and then you know, then she tries to resurrect John, and it doesn't exactly work the way she thinks it. You know, she thought she's lost her power, and then she does end up doing it, but she's kind of um, distraught there at first. So, um, you know, maybe it, maybe it's going to go similar in in the books where she has a failure or two, and she realizes, you know, wow, maybe I was wrong, and then she's kind of, you know, realizes, okay, nope, the Lord of Light has still got my back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I wanted to get uh, Lord Jason in here if he's if he's ready, if that's possible. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Lord Lord Jason, you're 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 live here. So, can you hear us? I hear you. Oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh, looks we're having a little little bit of a a connection, a connection uh, issue here with Lord Lord Jason. So uh, yeah, sometimes you just got to give it a second. And Discord uh, will will connect. So. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead. Uh, Lord Jason, you're on. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, we, we we can hear you, but it's just breaking up a little bit. That's okay. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. We'll we'll, we'll come back. We'll, don't worry. We'll, we'll we'll come back. So um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll all right. Well, uh, let's let's go ahead. Uh, sorry, I think it's uh, even that. That's fine. That's a that's a good place to uh move on from this one. And do you want to go to the sure. the next one? Because we then I, I want to get to some. We have a bunch. Um, and we can kind of lightning round them. I think. Okay. All right. All right. So we wow. have we have our we have our last kind of big one here, um, which is uh, a fire and blood theory. Uh, Princess Arya uh, Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to read this one? Yeah. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. So Princess Arya Targaryen. This is a fire and blood theory. Uh, since this came out, and who sent this? Let's see. Shannon actually, and actually, Shannon has sent us a couple things. Uh, she's uh, or yeah, Shannon from from Canada. Uh, let's see here. Brace yourselves. This is going to be a long one. <laughs> uh, I discovered your podcast at the end of September and was instantly hooked. Been listening since then, and I'm nearly caught up, enjoying every single episode. That's great. Thank you. Um, while, while I've been in love with Game of Thrones for several years now, I've never particularly 
been critical about the series and didn't know much about any of the theories. Um, your podcast has changed that and uh, definitely there now. And this theory pertains to Fire and Blood. In Chapter 10, Jaharis and Alisan, uh, their, tr their triumphants and tragedies, we learn of the tragic fate of Princess um, Arya. Is it, is it Arya? Either Arya? way, either way sure. it's fine, yeah. Arya. Um, niece of the king and queen. She runs away from uh, her mother on Dragonstone, flying on the back of Balerion, and isn't seen again for more than a year. There's no visible account of the girl or the dragon being spotted anywhere in Westeros or Essos. When she finally returns to King's Landing on the back of Balerion, she is very ill and dies shortly after. The only account of her death comes from Septim Barth, who believes that Arya or Arya uh, was carried by Balerion to the ruins of, of Valyria. Uh, that's let's assume that the that that belief is correct. That Barth is correct, uh, based on the creatures living inside of Prince. It, oh, based on the creatures living inside of the princess and the wounds that Balerion sustained, there are things um, about their, their voyage that can't really be explained at this time. However, I have a theory um, about Arya's uh, other ailments. As far as we know, the most logical place for the Horn Dragonbinder to be at this point is, um, is in Valeria. In A Feast of Crows, Chapter 19, Euron Greyjoy claims that uh, he sailed the Smoking Sea to retrieve the Horn from the ruins of the once great city. Uh, that particular fact is up for debate, but it's still safe to assume that the Horn resided on Valyria for quite some time after the after the Doom, uh, before anyone was brave enough to go looking for it. At the King's Moot, uh, Euron's man, uh, Cragorn, blows the Horn, collapses, then dies not long after. Uh, Arya may have heard about the Horn in her learnings uh, about the history of Valyria, and since she would have been fluent in Valyrian, would have been able to recognize the Horn from the glyphs we know are etched into it. I believe that little princess Arya, uh, desperate and afraid, lost in a foreign wasteland, comes across Dragonbinder and blows it in an attempt to gain control of Balerion. Here's why. When Kragon first collapses after blowing the horn, he has blisters on his lips. After he dies, he is cut open by a maester, and it's discovered that his lungs are charred black. He was burned from the inside. Princess Arya is described by Septim Barth as having cracked and bleeding lips and her flesh grew darker and darker and then began to crack. Barth explains that her skin was flushed and red, and when I laid my hand upon her brow to learn how hot she was, it was as if I had thrust it into a pot of boiling water. The Septon also states that thin tendrils of smoke issued from her mouth, her nose, even uh, from uh, her, her, her lips. Simply put, the poor child was cooking from within. Obviously, it had been... Um, it had been possible for the horn to be blown by someone without causing death. It's likely that the dragon lords of Valeria were able to safely use it uh, because of their connection to dragons. Uh, there are They are the blood of the dragon, after all, and the glyphs on the horn mention blood for fire, fire for blood. As a mortal man with no ties to the blood of old Valeria, Craghorn uh, died quickly uh, since Arya was only a child and no true dragon rider. The horn still took its toll on her. However, because she is the blood of the dragon, we know that Targaryens can be fireproof, or at least fire-resistant, to a certain degree. It took much longer for the burning to finally kill her. In fact, from Septim Barth's accounts, it may have been that she was submerged in a tub of ice that actually uh, killed her. The shock of it stopped her heart. Who knows how much longer she would have lived um, without interference. So, you know, um, Shannon kind of goes on to say here, is it possible that we'll see Daenerys use that horn to control um, Viserion uh, as, as a white? 
if that happens in the books or even an actual ice dragon. Valerian did un end up bringing uh, uh, area back to King's Landing, so even though the horn harmed her, it may still be working to gain control over some of the dragons. Even if Daenerys is similarly affected, she would still be able to control the dragon, maybe even long enough to help win the battle against the Night, uh, the Night King's army by turning his greatest weapon against him. So there we go. Um, thoughts on that, Sir Matt? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I mean, here, he um, yeah. So none of this is going to happen in the show uh, because the horn has never really been anything um, in the show. But the horn we know is going to be a big part of Winds of Winter because it's the it's the cover, right? It's you know it's 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 the cover just as the dagger is the cover of a game of thrones it's you know the it's like the kind of driving driving force um yeah liam yeah. just I just liam just said there and, and commented uh jorah yeah because we know jorah has grayscale and somebody had sent us a, somebody had actually sent us a or even about that about could somebody with grayscale possibly sure blow the horn because because um it it, it wouldn't uh wouldn't hurt them um, this being uh, dragon binder, right? And I mean, not maybe the horn of winter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's going to be a, I think it's definitely going to be a, a player. I don't know if uh, Danny is going to use it. And I know the idea Danny is fireproof um, and, and she, and she could possibly use it. Um, or I don't know. Actually, I, I think Euron or Victorian is going to blow it first. I think they're, I think okay. they're, they're going to run into Daenerys and blow it first and maybe it will yeah. gain control of them and then if that happens then maybe Danny does blow it it doesn't hurt her um and then I don't know how she would use that as a tool um later um right. but I I I think there there's well, definitely there's a possibility that that, that the horn is is going to be used what I think would be the most interesting would be is if young griff gets a hold of it blows sure. it and then he gets control of one of, of one a dragon of the dra one of the dragons and let's say if he is a true targaryen or even a blackfire you could still you know you could still have that dragon riding ability and and still be immune to fire um because you have the targaryen right. line and you just have how we see some of the um you know what is it is who is it um during uh that during the dance of dragons that gets to control some of the dragons they just go find some bastards oh, and they, stuff like that right yeah so, right, so it's, so it's, so right, it's right. right. It's totally possible that, um, nettles. Thank you. Yeah. Nettles. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Could have that, um, have that ability. So I think to me, the, the biggest candidate is, is young Griff. You know, I don't know how, how he gets it. Um, I like, I like what uh, Lord Adam Parker said here, or Danny blows the horn and makes John Azor high because that's killing his love for the third sacrifice. And John is Danny's sacrifice for her house of the undying prophecy. So yeah, there's, there's that as well. So. Yeah, I I think you were right about. I mean, so Vic, Vic, Victorian has the horn. Right. Remember, he's like trying to he's trying to get a couple guys. Like you'll you'll do great honor mm -hmm. to your house by blowing it. Uh, so one of those guys is gonna die, and they're gonna blow the horn, and they're gonna die, and they need to blow it when they're within this the the hearing of or the proximity to the dragons. So maybe he, like you said, maybe he does actually gain control over one. Or, I mean, I don't know though. I mean, the horn blower dies. You know, it's just. It's like what the heck happens then, you know? Uh, so, and and I also believe back to this um, area Targaryen, you know, I mean, there are varying levels of of dragon riders. I mean, it'd be like a Viserys. Uh, Viserys would have blown the horn. He doesn't have. He's not a dragon rider. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, it's it's kind of. I think if you have to be kind of a dragon rider to use it properly, um, and she's a little girl, not necessarily. 
you know, kind of inver- inadvertently gets taken away and, and lost. And it's kind of a sad story. And then she comes back and she did everything she could to kind of survive until, you know, she gets back home. But yeah, she's she is burning from the inside out. And she just lasts longer because of her Targaryen blood. I think if you're a true dragon rider, you probably could blow that horn. Right. And so a- Aegon Targaryen, young Griff, blowing that would be really, you know, cool right. to see, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Himself I, dragon. Yeah, I, I agree. I want to bring somebody in here. I'm going to see if... um. I'm gonna try uh, try Sir David the Huntsman here again. I know I, I know I know he's listening, and um, I know we were having some audio issues, so I'm gonna try Sir David the Huntsman again. I've uh, un- unmuted you here. Oh, I mean he must he might have his mic turned off. Um, oh, I can oh, hear yeah. you. Yeah, there yeah. we go. There we go. Yeah, Sir David the Huntsman back on. So yeah, your thoughts. Uh, to be honest, I've been uh, trying to toy around with getting on. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nope, that's that's fine. Yeah, that's that's fine. Yeah. Disc, Discord sometimes uh it can be a little finicky, so. Well, actually, well, the, the unfortunate thing is I kind of missed a little bit of that, so uh Oh, that's fine. Well, how about any of your thoughts though on like some of the previous stuff? I mean, cuz, you know, um whether it's, you know, Azor High or whatever, you know, yeah. any But like right any yeah, but, yeah, but uh right now we've been talking about um we've been talking about uh the um the dragon binder horn and, and it being blown and who, who, who might blow that. Yeah. Who could be a dragon writer? Like could young, do you think like maybe young Griff or, um, you know, Danny, uh, are, are going to end up with Orn? I feel like it has to get back into the Targaryen, you know? Yeah, uh, I, I, I agree. I mean, I think from a book standpoint, young Griff makes a lot of sense. Yeah. To me personally. Um, right. It's just kind of one of those problems where, you know, I don't think we're ever going to, have any of that in the show as with what happens to with adaptations right um but you know from a book standpoint i i feel that probably makes the most sense but there again to danny i wouldn't be surprised either yeah yeah i I would like to see an actual targaryen blow it and see what happens you know and i feel like we've seen we're gonna see a couple people blow it and it's gonna char them from the inside out so you know, it'd be kind of kind of cool. Oh, look, it, it works for this person. So, you know, it must be something special about that person. So, um, yeah, be cool. I mean, here's the other person who's who's in close proximity. If you ever wanted to, uh, and this is, I'm kind of joking here, but, you know, Tyrion Lannister, right, has showed up over there uh, in, in Marine with, with, with Danny. And so let's say the horn, you know, gets to him and he blows that bad boy. Well, then he's confirmed as, as somewhat Targaryen-ish. <laughs> So, I'm totally kidding, guys. By the way, that that's probably not going to happen. Um, but I don't know. You know, just just be interesting. I think. Okay. Um. All right. Uh. Let's do now. Uh, let's do some. Some people are saying. Uh. No. Don't really have a lot of thoughts on this. So. Um. I'm gonna. We're gonna kind of do. Um. Some. I think that's our last one in the dock, isn't it, Sir Ezra? Yep. That's the last one in the dock there. Yeah. So. Um. You got some rapid fire. Uh, you know, Ravens. yeah, let me, I'm just, I'm, I'm pulling them up here in the group. I thought I just had one on Instagram, but you know, people, people sometimes send me stuff on, on Instagram on my own personal thing, or they send it to me yeah. uh, via, um, the bend the knee. So, uh, let me pull one up here. If you, if you well, have, so if, if you have one in the group or something that well, while I'm, well, I'm grabbing one here. Yeah. I'll pull one up too. I mean, I was, I saw today too, that there was just like this flurry of, you know, um, uh ravens coming in like last oh, oh here's oh here's one great. um lady uh lady sydney had, had had sent me something here um the idea that syria pharrell and jack and gahar 
Uh, you know, she yeah. she said she sent me one jokingly. that said plot twist. They're the same character. So that's that's one. Um, if somebody in in the in the Discord would like to like to comment on that, um, just kind of bigger bigger general theories. I know Sir Ezra and I are both huge believers in the idea of Sir- that Serio is also Jack and Hagar. Yeah, anyone want to take that up? You know, some 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 thoughts on him on him. Uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna grab Lord Adam Parker and throw him in here because okay. sure, uh, he's, he's, uh, all right, uh, he's here for Syria. <laughs> yeah, Lord Adam Parker. Yeah, you are on. So yeah, are you, uh, are you, uh, are you, are you a member of of that of that group that that belief as well that Syria and Jack are the same character? Uh, actually, I actually do not. Oh, okay. because <laughs> I think that Syria uh, Farrell is Ned Ned Stark. So oh, but... that's right. Didn't you? I think you sent us one about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. So. Ned, uh, when when they got his bones, uh, they were actually a lot smaller than, you know, he's a very uh-huh. big man, and right. so that uh, I think that Cyril Farrell sacrificed himself on orders of Jack and Hagar. They are obviously super friends, uh, and sacrificed himself, and pretended to be Ned getting executed. So Ned is hiding away with Holland Reed, uh, which that's why we haven't seen them both, and they're gonna they're gonna return at the uh, the very last second so um that's wow. yep yeah no that's that's my thought there oh man okay. that's cool that's wild man could you dude sir matt could you imagine you know what i'm saying like edard stark just rolls back onto the screen and he's just or even in the books you know he's just there <laughs> it's just that's so cool yeah yeah i'd love to see that um all right let's get uh i want to try and get uh lord jason uh the highlander uh back in here so i'm gonna unmute yeah. I'm Jason. I think. Uh, oh, cool. I think we can hear you now. I'm here. Cool. Perfect. All, all right. Uh, so here, here's one from uh, Joe Reed, who uh, is just a, is a new um, is is a new uh, patron here. He said, "So I was listening to the episode on Tyrion um, and was thinking about uh, what Tyrion thoughts uh, that John's mother seemed to not uh, have left." any trace uh, in his looks and how this could be taken as Lyanna being his mother, since it's often remarked that John looks like a Stark, uh, but it is a possible mark in the favor of N plus a, which would be Ned plus uh, Ashara equals John is that uh, Ashara also has black hair, which means he does technically have a feature of his mother. Um, uh, and most wouldn't notice since the Starks are known to have black hair as well. So, I th- so what he's saying is, um, um, you know, is it possible that Ned and Ashar equal equal John because Ned uh, because Ashar also has black hair, so maybe he's actually getting that trait from her rather than Liana? Hmm. That would be. I don't know. Uh, thoughts, so, uh, Jason? I am still firmly in the uh, R plus L equals J camp. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, even our discussion earlier about the thoughts of Ned, and that just to me. Not that it confirms it, but mm-hmm. it just leads more credence to go that direction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, that because that's what it comes down to, right? You gotta, you have to. I mean, there's a lot of like, is it uh, Ashara? Is it is it Liana? I mean, is it Liana um, and Rhaegar? You know, who are his parents? Um, I got a question for you though on that. So if who then do you believe, young Griff or like I like you know um, Aegon? Who you know we, we believe he's dead, right? We is he's bashed uh, in Tyrion Lannister. Or I'm sorry, Tywin Lannister wraps wraps the babies up in those um, crimson cloaks, and all of a sudden we have young Griff sailing over with the Golden Company. 
doing his thing. Who do you think he really is? Is he really who he says he is? I hate to shift away from the whole Liana thing. No, that's fine. Liana that's kinda, fine. Yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Just kind of wondered. No, I think he is uh, part of the Blackfires. Part of the Blackfires? Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. And do you think, okay, well, then no, another question. What about, is that because Varys is a part of that Blackfire uh, connection or? I'm still on the fence about Varys. Um, yeah. I, I don't know enough. Don't yeah. Know enough. Right, that's, the, <laughs> that's all of us on that, yeah. I, I just kind of wonder because, like, you know, once you start putting, um, you know, you say, yeah, uh, R plus L equals J, you know, then you got to start looking at the other, you know, um, babies that were born at that time and start to figure out, you know, who do they truly belong to. I, I actually also wouldn't be surprised if, if he was um, a Targaryen and actually was a baby that they did, you know, smuggle out. Um, uh, you know, so so either Blackfire or Targaryen, I'm, I'm kind of thinking more that he – you know, actually may, may, may be who he says he is, um, which is going to cause a little bit of a issue for, for Danny, you know, as he's trying to pave the way for her, but at the same time he has no dragons. So he's trying to set up shop there at Griffin's roost and do what he can. He's trying to, isn't he trying to win? Um, Oh gosh. Isn't he going to storm's end? He's going to storm's or, end. Yeah. He's going to storm's end. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, so he's, he's trying to do what he can there, but so you're a big believer in the, uh, R plus L equals J, huh? Yeah, is... I, I, I keep trying. I, your guys, uh, N plus A, it was mm -hmm. compelling, but I just couldn't I couldn't get on board. Yeah. Just, I, just the that, R plus L. R plus L. Well, and, and so originally, Sir Matt and I kind of like, that's, you know, that's the joke between us is that we, we hadn't done any research back in the day. We were right. reading the books, watching the show, and we're like, dude, we figured this out, man. Like, you know, like, holy cow. So we thought that as well. And we always, we just, we entertain every theory that kind of comes, comes in. And, um, oh, I absolutely. was, I was compelled by the Ashara Dane connection. I, I, cause there's even, you know, there's talk that she could have been with Helen Reed at Ard Stark. Um, you know, and so that there could be another child out there, Mira Reed, you know, lots of different things right. that, where you could include Ashara as someone who's still alive. I kind of think Ashara is still alive. I just don't know exactly what role she played or whether she had a child um, around that time, you know. So, uh, but I definitely, it's just too mysterious, you know, her, her death. And it's brought up too many times for me to think that she's, you know, not still alive or, or maybe on um, uh, with young Griff, you know, as his, was his, his Septon? Is that Septon Lamore? Is that her right. name? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, who, who, Tyrion, I mean, who Tyrion keeps wanting to you know, hook up with. Well, that, that's, that's another indicator, right? She's gorgeous, you know? And so she was, you know, stealing the show at, at Heron Hall. So it does kind of fit. Um, I don't know. So cool. I, yeah. I, I, that's, that's one, like the R plus L equals J. Like, I feel like next Raven's nest, we're going to have to make that one of the big centerpiece topics and get people's, you know, uh, thoughts. And I'll, I'll, I'll create another doc and really throw a bunch of, you know, um, quotes in there so we can talk about that because that is one i was i was worried we were gonna have a raven about that for the first raven's nest and i was like man we gotta hold that off for the second because yeah. <laughs> there's so yeah, much to yeah. talk about there. yeah i've got i've got some other ones but they are like super super long so i don't really want to uh, i don't really want to jump into those save those uh maybe for our next raven's nest or, or or something like that um 
Uh, okay. So yeah. yeah. So so uh, cool. Well, you know, Sir Ezra, as we approach, I think what are we at? Just about two hours here. I think that this is probably a pretty nice. decent place to um to to call it. Out. Lord Adam Parker says anything about Lady Stoneheart. Uh, oh, no, we actually we don't. So but but thank you for bringing bringing her back. So um, because uh, yeah. Well, you know what, be... uh, Jamie, Maester Jamie did I didn't speak at all. So I want I want to let's yeah, bring so get... yeah, Maester Jamie. I'm going to put you on here because we didn't we didn't hear from you at all uh, today. And so um, so just real quick, uh, you, you know, your thoughts on on R plus L equals J or or um, N plus A equals J or or Lady Stoneheart or Lady Stoneheart. Lady, yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, great. Um, I I have to say that I'm pretty hard set on R plus L equals J. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I don't know. I keep, you know, toying with those other theories, but I when right. I reread the books, like the evidence seems to still be pointing towards that. But again, sometimes some of those um, clues seem a little obvious, so maybe mm-hmm. who knows? I don't know. Um, yeah. But... Yeah, I'm definitely a true believer in that, I think. Gotcha. Although it could be, you know, totally different in the books, too. I mean, John could still be dead, so. <laughs> exactly, yeah, he, he could be. He, yeah, he, he could, he could, he could totally be, yeah. be dead. People, and now people are just uh, making a lot of jokes and the thing. R plus L equals Lady Stoneheart. Renly plus Lady Stoneheart equals. Uh, yeah, but I, I think I, I agree with you. I think the evidence is just, is just it, at this point, it, it would be, it's going to be hard almost to disprove it. Uh, mm-hmm. with with the amount of evidence that that we have um because you know like mm-hmm. the the idea of it being possibly a shard dane um how are you going to weave that in in the next two books right. you know i mean right. i'm sure we're going to get some more on a shard dane um but it's going to be it's going yeah. it's just going to be hard it's like where i'm kind of nervous in the show is that um you know, you got to give us like, is there going to be any backstory on the like the knights, like the Night King? Um, right. you, you know, like we haven't we haven't gotten that even like, and even um even stuff about like Azor High and and, and I was just and Lightbringer say that. stuff. There's not been a, there hasn't really been a lot of that in the show. Um, yeah. So it's it, you know we hear about like the prince who was promised and stuff, but it, it like mm-hmm. it's going to be kind of hard to weave even that in in the next six episodes. So. Um, I agree. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I I got a couple people new into Game of Thrones, and I'm thinking about mm-hmm. those or a high thing. And I'm like, they don't. I don't think they've set a good enough foundation if they plan to do a big reveal in the season. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. Well, well uh, that uh, I have a question for you, uh, Jamie. Do Do you think mm-hmm. so? Gers talked about the idea that, um, and the HBO producers. Writers have talked about it, the show and book being very different. On the R plus L equals J, do you think they would do something like that? Gurk could do something that different. You know what I mean? Because that's a big thing that they did. In the, that, that reveal is kind of, you know, huge. Uh, could Gurk go? Like, w- would he go the opposite direction? I mean, c- can you have uh, a TV series and then a book series be that different? Oh man. Um... As a writer's just... standpoint, that sounds like yeah. a lot of fun just to screw with people. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd, I wouldn't put it out of the possibilities of opportunity there. But um, yeah. I think it depends on what Gurr's endgame is truly about. Like, if it's yeah. that important to have John be the child of Rhaegar and Lyanna in the end, then I don't think he would change it. 
but if it's gotcha. something that he can interchange and mm-hmm. kind of mess with it a little bit and it wouldn't change the ending that much, maybe. Gotcha. Yeah. It just, it kind of boggles me, right. That, that they're talking about how different they're going to be. And it could come down to, as you were talking about Azora high, not being a big focus in the, um, the show. Well, I mean, you know, like some big reveal happening, uh, in this season about Azora high, uh, you know, maybe with that, maybe we get more of that in the book. And so that's how they're different. Um, but I don't know. I'm just looking for ways in which they can be really different and still be, shocked as a reader uh after we've seen the show you know the finale so that is really true yeah that that they've said that's going to be really different it's hard to think about because like right i I can only think of a couple things like you know azura promised uh r plus l equals j i'm thinking of things that are pretty major that would be different maybe it's characters who died or you know because they've also uh taken a lot of uh minor characters and merged them into some of your major actors in the series. So it could be something like that as well. I mean, there's a lot like, you know, maybe we don't get any Howland Reed in the series. I mean, in the the TV show. Mm -hmm. And that's when it's going to be really different on that. We learn more about the children of the forest and the night King than that in the series. But sure. um, Yeah. Yeah. That'd be kind of crazy. Right. Oh, all right. Um, yeah. well, okay. any, any other, uh, I think we're, we're good there, right? So Matt, we're going to yep. kind of wrap up. So, uh, yeah. So, Hey guys, um, thank you guys so much for, for those of you who have joined us here on Raven's Nest. This was a lot of fun. We've been wanting to do this for quite some time and, and get every get everybody in here and, and get it going. I think it was super cool. Oh man. It was awesome. It was yeah. really cool to hear. Oh man. You know, Sir Ezra. And everything. What's up? Yeah. God, I forgot to hit the record button. Shut your mouth. <laughs> I just mess it. I think I would reach through this microphone. I'm like, uh, wow. Yeah. Oh, so, my gosh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. But no, absolutely. So, yeah, this has been funny. this has been a ton of fun, guys. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, those of you guys who could uh, who could make it. Oh, Sam the Hammer says it's 1 a.m. over here. FYI, so earlier next time, please. Yeah, I'm sure we could we could we yeah. could do that. We got a lot of time zones to kind of uh, uh, deal with. Yeah, here. we'll move so, it around. Yeah, we'll move it around. Yeah. So that that's a good idea because there are probably some people who could have been in. Yeah, because I think we have some people from Australia. So you know, I don't, right? Yeah, yeah. So because uh, yeah, uh, Liam says, well, it's lunchtime here for me. So yeah, so right. <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 try and find something that, that that's a little more uh, that works for people. I know Sir Ezra's in East Coast time. I'm on West Coast time, so a lot of right. lo, lot of lot of lot of times here. So um, anyway, um, Sir Matt, Sir Matt, I want to mention real quick too. Just uh, those Ravens, uh, you can send those to btkcast at gmail.com. Um, we really do have a lot of uh, good content coming up. I know Sir Matt just took a look at my Green Dreams document. He's got one that he's working on, and I'm going to push for more of those to be released on. Uh, Patreon, but I have yep. so many that I do want to release a couple more on the main feed, mm-hmm. and especially as we get closer to the show, it's sort of like, I mean, it's so you're going to be seeing a lot more content pushed out in these next four months just to prep for the show. Absolutely. So, uh, so you know, please be ready for that. 
but uh, yeah. I can't thank you guys enough. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you guys. It was super awesome. Um, way less technical difficulties than I actually thought we were going to have. I thought we were going to have way, 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 way more. So I'm I'm actually yeah. super, super pleased with the way this this turned out. So, um, all right, guys. Well, um, in the words of, in the house words of somebody, uh, in in the, in the words of, in the house words of George RR Martin, I'll finish it next year. (laughs) Uh, You know, he's listening. Uh, You know, George is listening. He's going to be ticked now. Uh, Gosh, dang it. I'm not going to get my book signed. Yeah. Uh, Uh, Jeez. Oh,